you're listening to The Bounding Box, where we talk about web development, geo-development, and everything in between. All right, welcome to The Bounding Box. All right, so this week, I got a special guest with me here, Nene Aubrey. So Nene, please introduce yourself, tell us what you do, who you are, what's your problem? Hi, uh, yes, I'm Nene Aubrey. Um, I'm a software developer at Esri on the ArcGIS API for Python team. Um, I guess my problem right now is figuring out 3D stuff. Uh, I've been working on <laughs> some scene viewer things for the API. So, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So, okay. So, I got to ask because people get confused every now and then. We have the Python API and we got ArcPy, right? So, I know people, if they just search Google, like Python, ArcGIS, you never know which one they're going to get. Right? So, this... Give us a rundown real quick of what the difference is between those so people don't get lost in what they're doing. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, there's a lot more, I guess, nitty gritty to it. But the big thing is that ArcPy really is like a package that comes with Pro. It's a spatial like analysis package. And in the Python API, we consume that package to do a lot of our spatial um like analysis or to do a lot of things that have to deal with geometries and things of that sort. Um, the Python API, however, also extends more uh, and connects to your online and enterprise, and you can do a lot more administrative tasks. I know the ArcPy also has a little bit of that, but if you're really looking for something to automate your workflows, you're going to go for the Python API because it provides kind of that wrapper around the REST API, whereas ArcPy is going to be more of like a package that's going to do some really good data processing for you. So they do share some underlying uh, libraries for geometry functions, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So okay. we use ArcPy in the Python API. Like we we're a consumer of ArcPy. So I didn't know that. That that's new to me. I, I would realize that. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do know Python, but just working with Python can be tricky sometimes. And maybe it's just me. I don't know. But you have uh Python and you have the pip. Yeah, PNV, PENV, I guess. Yeah. And then you've got Conda, but then there's Anaconda, yeah. which I think is actually a separate software from what Conda is. And you got Jupyter yeah. Notebooks. So I just kind of get lost in all of these different environments and set up stuff. And yeah, it kind of throws me off every now and then. <laughs> No, don't worry. I mean, I think it just depends what you're most comfortable comfortable in, right? Because I've like recently I've been working with JavaScript and TypeScript and things that I'm not super like I've looked at it before, but I had the same issues with like NPM and Yarn and then Grunt and then this and then that and like what and like yeah, like throwing me around everywhere. So um, I think like the best thing is just kind of like pick your battle and then just go with one and like. Pick who you want to pick your player, I guess. So, yeah. so that's a good point too, right? Because of the Jupyter Notebook stuff, you actually do use the JavaScript stuff in Python for the visuals and stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So for our, right now, I'm, uh, so I mentioned I was working on the scene viewer. And so I'm also working on, I just finished up kind of a, bit of a beta that we're going to test within the team for the map viewer. So just a couple things to come. Oh, in the nice. future. Uh, but we we do already use the JavaScript API, but 
Um, it needs some uh, a little bit of a tune up. So I've been kind of rewriting those packages so that we can have them running in the new notebook seven that's coming out as well as in Jupyter Labs, which is a big thing because right now it hasn't been working in labs, which is another environment that is used for rendering. And so, um, yes, it's been uh, very interesting to kind of ping pong between the two, uh, the two worlds at the moment. I guess people that aren't too familiar with notebooks, notebooks are really cool because you can actually just write like your snippets of code and run them mm -hmm. and then take that result and write more snippets of code on those results. And you just get this whole like iteration of steps you can run, right? Reproducible steps, I yeah. guess, is a key point, right? Which is really cool. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's cool because you get your, uh, like it visualizes or at least it prints out your answer right away. So like you already know what that line of code is going to give you. And so you can sequentially kind of go through it or you can also go back a, a step and it'll use whatever is like remembered or whatever you assign. So it's cool. Yeah. I think it's like a part, really great tool. If you go to the documentation of the Python API, they have um, links to notebooks that you can just start playing with right right away. You don't have to install anything. You just use it directly in the notebook in the browser, right? Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's the cool part is like we can show you how to use the code right there. Like you don't have to you can really start from zero. So <laughs> that's like a really cool thing. So if I'm using the Python uh, API, is it what what's the official name? Like Python API for ArcGIS or did you guys get a new oh, name? Oh yeah. <laughs> So we call it the ArcGIS API for Python, but the common term is the, that we use is uh, Python API just because it's a lot shorter. Okay, all right. So you didn't have to go with the whole Maps SDK for... No, that. yeah. Okay, yeah. I, that, that threw me <laughs> off. But like, give us a rundown of what people would do with it, right? What's kind of a task would someone um, end up using it for on a regular basis? Yeah, so pretty much it's uh, well, it's a library that's provided by Esri. So pretty much you can use it for any of your GIS capabilities. You can just put them into Python code. Uh, it allows you to interact with online and enterprise. So for example, you can uh, access, publish, share data. People really like to be able to automate workflows where they're publishing their data, especially. Uh, admins love to use it because they can manage their groups and users. Um, there's also a whole machine learning aspect to it. You can do mapping and visualization. You can do geo-enrichment. Just anything that you have that you're doing in GIS, you can use the API for and transform those GIS workflows into Python code. That's cool. I think I've seen the, mm -hmm. uh, the demo that Rohit's shown before where they've got like people going into a stadium and it does like a count of people crossing the street or something like that to get uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> estimates, right? Which is, that's cool. That yeah. is some really neat stuff. Yeah, no, the machine learning is like a huge part of uh, the Python API and that whole team in New Delhi is just like, just doing some really cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now, one thing I can do too, is I can um like give it CSV files of like all my users, something like that. If someone gave me a list of users, like a CSV, it's really easy for me to go ahead and just generate as many users as I want, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of the the common workflows for admins, especially, is uh, like that group management and user management. Like you can have just your data file, and you can easily create groups in a new organization. Or sometimes people have to move over organizations. Or if you have to do some uh, user deleting, there's also the whole like having to reassign content, things of that sort, and that's always. A lot easier, I think, when you're doing it through code. You just have one code snippet. You change the username, 
and you can re-execute that code for each user that you need. Um, things of that sort are like a big part of why the API is so popular. It's it's really a lot of those administrative tasks that people don't like to do. That's why I have heard people like tripping sometimes because they'll like a user will get deleted, someone leaves an agency, and then they're like, wait, mm -hmm. I, how do I get their stuff? Like there's stuff yeah. sitting there. How, how am I? How do I redo that? But you can just go use a Python API to quickly do that, right? I don't know if there's. Yeah, exactly. I guess maybe you can do it in online directly, but I don't know. I've never tried to like reassign things in online. I yeah, guess if I you're. Think you can. Yeah, they're streamlining it, I think. But it's. Um, I know that for now the the API was a really fun way to do it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> better, but no. But I mean, I guess one of the big things that's great. For for our, like for the Python APIs that it's really approachable to anyone. The people that come up to us at like Dev Summit or at UC for the Esri conferences, like they really vary. It could be anyone from an advanced computer engineer to people who've just started in a job and they receive some Python code, they're trying to learn it, but they have a background in GIS. Like it's, we've tried to make it so that if you have knowledge in GIS and you're learning Python, then it's very approachable and vice versa. If you have a lot of knowledge in Python and you're trying to figure out GIS, then it's a good entry point um, into that world. And so it really is like a flexible starting point for a lot of people that are uh, either have been in the job for a while and are trying to make their work a little easier or <laughs> if they're just starting out in a new position, which uh, a lot of the time tends to happen is just people come up to us and they're like, I was given a bunch of Python scripts, like what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. So it's it's cool to be able to help kind of all like different types of people and and really see all those uh, use cases. Yeah, it's cool. I get asked a lot, like uh, especially not Dev Summit so much, but maybe like UCs. People ask like, what language should I get started in if I'm like a, a GIS tech or something like that, and I want to yeah. move up. And I I do JavaScript, yes, and everything, but I will mostly <laughs> likely tell them learn Python. Python's probably the first thing you want to learn. It's probably the most versatile, especially if you're a tech, like all the automation you can do, right? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I think it's, I mean, there's a reason now, like a lot of universities, I know when I was in uh, college, like I still learned Java and like C++ and things like that. But um, now when I was leaving, like a lot of places are going to Python as like the first coding language for people to use. So it's it's really cool. It's a good entryway. It's not too crazy to understand the syntax. It's human readable. I mean, it's powerful. So I think it is like a pretty good starting point and it, it, it allows people to build confidence in their coding skills as well. Yeah. And like you said, the, I think the reproducibility of stuff is just key, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you ever come yeah. across a, a task as a GIS tech where you're uh, like you have to do the same thing on a regular basis, maybe every week, every month, something like that, generating something like 20, 20 maps or sending out emails to people through stuff in Python's probably what you want to get into and the way to go. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you said, cause you can reproduce it for yourself and you can also pass it along. I mean, it's a really cool thing as well. Like scripts can be passed to your coworker for the same tasks and things like that. You don't have to make too many edits to get it to work from one place to another. So that's, does the, that's cool. Does the Python API have a way to uh, create webhooks? Yes, but I am not very well versed in that. Okay. <laughs> like, I, uh, yeah, 
I think uh, it's uh, we since we have them in ArcGIS notebooks and stuff. I think you can create them with the API because I've seen Bill Major do a all right something with that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect because I mean webhooks are really interesting in in the platform, but I know we don't have a way to do it in the JavaScript API, not directly anyway. Um, mm -hmm. I know there's an endpoint for it, like to create them and stuff. And the the syntax is a little funky to like generate them and the result. They're weird yeah. because the you create the webhook and the result you get whacked from the webhook doesn't give you the result, but it tells you, oh, you need to go to this URL to get your result. And you <laughs> ask for that result back. It, it's like three steps to get what the data you yeah. want with the webhooks. They're kind of weird. But they're super useful. It's really neat that I could use the Python API to do that. I would much rather do that than try to write it myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to spread, spread false information. I'll have to check on them. But I think I, I've seen Bill Major do some crazy stuff with them and using Python. So I would assume he was using the Python API. At least I would hope so. so yeah. Now, if I'm using the Python API and I get my geometries back with it, I could still use other third-party Python libraries to work with that data as well, right? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So we use a lot of actual, like actually we do use a lot of third-party libraries already in the uh, Python API, but we have this really cool thing called the spatially enabled data frame. So people who are familiar with Python tend to be familiar with the library called Pandas. And um, this library kind of puts all your data into like a tabular form, which is great called like a data frame. And so what that Python API has done is we've added a spatial column to that so that you can use it within your ArcGIS system, you can post it as feature layers, you can, but then you can also utilize everything that comes with data frames. So like all the transformation, all the um, like, yeah, like different things that you can do to data frames. You can also do them to spatial enabled data frames. And then on top of that, you can use them with your like ArcGIS online or enterprise afterwards or with other data that you have. So that's, that's like a really cool thing that a lot of people use it for, which is awesome. Oh, that's neat. That's cool. I, I dig that because I'm a big fan of taking the uh, results from one spot and using them wherever I want to use them, right? Charts or, like I said, uh, tables and stuff like that. That's neat. Yeah, yeah. Matplotlib, things like that. You can go ahead and plot all those nice little points if you want, but yeah. So Python or JavaScript, come on. I... I thought about this one and I can't choose because for me, they're two, I've been using them for two completely different purposes. And so <laughs> I can't compare them because I haven't tried using Python in like the browser and I haven't tried using JavaScript <laughs> to automate anything yet. And I feel like that's much better not to try at some point because- There was uh, that, uh, I was at the last PyCon, they did that whole thing of running Python in the browser, right? Yeah, so the past, I, I've only been to the past two PyCons, and at both PyCons they did it, and it was the big new thing, but um, <laughs> what I saw so far was a nice little Mario man jumping on a in a browser. So. That's cool. I think I tried uh, some stuff. I couldn't get our API to work in the browser with it. Like, it, it didn't want to do mm -hmm. something. But yeah, this, that's cool. I mean, it's just kind of neat that you could write your Python code and have it run in the browser. And I'm guessing it does something to convert it to WebAssembly or something. I don't know exactly what's happening yeah, there. Yeah, it's but... something, it's the, the people at Conda made it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they did some magic in the back end, but yeah, it's, uh, no, it's it's really cool. I, um, but yeah, I, I am partial to Python. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> to answer that question, I guess, but um, that's because I 
I mean, I like feel like I kind of self-taught myself um, like some coding and everything, and it was just a really enjoyable ride. It still is, and that's why I really like working nice. with Python. And so, yeah, <laughs> so it's a good. <laughs> All right, Nadine. Nice so language. before I let you go, I do want to ask if you have any tips, tricks, words of advice for listeners. It doesn't even have to be like Python or GIS related at all. Anything you want to drop. Oh man. Uh, I guess just, um, try coding. Honestly, like I did not think that coding was for me because I'd never coded a line in my life before going <laughs> to college. And I was like, you know, computer science sounds fun. And I went into it and it's just, I mean, try it out. Like, even if it's saying hello world, like it might open up a lot of opportunities. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely recommend everyone give it a shot at least once. You never know what you're going to learn, yeah. right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, thank you very much. I'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Bounty Box today. Please subscribe for more content.